welcome to the Continual Growth Podcast, where we help you kill every day and own your fucking life. <laughs> I'm Bawanka, it's episode 39, and we got a special guest for you today. Okay, his name's Warren Ward. Warren, how you doing? I'm good, man. Yo, happy to be here. Happy to be here. Okay, so let me tell the people a little bit about Warren, because this guy's been a lot of places and done a lot of things. Sure. Alright, so he was an all-Canadian in university. He was a member of the men's national team, the Canadian men's national team. He did workouts with multiple teams in the NBA. He played overseas in Germany, France, Spain. Uh, he was Canadian of the Year in the NBL. And most recently, he published his first ever children's book. And it has a, it's a tongue twister, man. This one gets me every time. The Quest of Clyde McCall. Yes, sir. Okay, okay. That's a hot book. We're going to talk about that today also. No. Okay, so Warren, uh, tell the people a little bit about yourself, a little bit about your journey, and then we'll touch on some more things as we go. Okay, cool. Uh, well, I am uh, I am a London boy. You know, okay. I was born and raised there. I lived there since I was 13, then I moved London, to London, Ontario, stand up. That's right. Shot, shot. Okay. <laughs> uh, no, um, yeah, I'm... I'm uh, uh, I lived there since I was 13. I moved here when I was 14-ish. Uh, uh, I started playing basketball around then. I played soccer, you know, all my life. So I've been in, in, in sports. Um, I have two older sisters. I'm the youngest of three. Mm-hmm. Uh, come from a good home. Uh, you know, I love my family. They're probably the most important thing to me. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. So I want to get into I want to get into your basketball journey because okay. me growing up, man, I love basketball. I've told you this before. That's yes, right. I thought I was going league, yeah. And as I got older, I'm like, all right, maybe I can go NCAA. Right. And as I got older, I'm like, man, I'm gonna just go CIS. Like I'm, yeah. I'm not going anywhere. Right. And I just ended up going to college and then and working and whatnot. But right. yo, you made it, man. You went. You played professional basketball. So walk us through walk us through our your your journey and and your story from A to Z. Uh, I like that. I like that. Um, okay, well, we'll start off. So when I got to Brampton, uh, I stopped playing soccer. I went to one practice with Brampton East, mm-hmm. went in the car, told my dad, I was like, nah, bro, this ain't for me. <laughs> I'm done. Uh, I was like, let me just pick up basketball. So, you know, my, so my second, my hold second, on, hold on. were you, were you like, were you tall back then? No, I wasn't. How tall, how tall are you? I'm 6'5". 6'5". Okay. He's a giant compared to me. <laughs> yeah, I'm 6'5". Pretty much six six with shoes on. Mm-hmm. Um, I was about five eight when I got to high school. Five okay. five eight five nine. So I was always tall for my age. Yeah, but uh, I never took basketball seriously. Yeah. I was just you know I was decently good at it. But like I said, uh, my second sister she played and she was really really good. So I would always try and compete with her. And you know, don't tell her this, but she used to destroy me oh, when shit. I was growing up. So yeah, so we was like yo, we was really competing. <clears throat> And uh, things got intense most times. So yeah. I broke her glasses one time. I got so mad. Shit, yeah, man. man. Yeah, we used to go at it. So we used to compete. And my dad used to call us. Uh, he called me Reggie because I was skinny. Mm-hmm. Right. Reggie and, Miller. Exactly. Okay. And he called her Cheryl because yeah. she was the truth. Yeah. Right. So he used to say that. Well, I'd be, I'd be, I'm going to beat her. I'm going to beat her. I'm going to beat her. So okay. that's, where I got, that's where I got my like initial drive from. So I've always had that kind of chip on yeah. my shoulder. So when I got to high school. I wasn't, you know, recruited by anybody. I just wanted to play basketball. So, I, you know, I tried out for the team, made grade 9, made grade 10, played senior in grade 11. But I didn't get, 
I didn't get what I wanted in high school. Mm-hmm. You know, like, you know, at, at the time we had Tristan Thompson there. He had, you know, all the recruits. And, to, mm-hmm. you know, like in hindsight, I wanted that. Yeah. You know, I Tristan, thought I deserved So it. for those of you that don't know Tristan Thompson, he's a professional NBA player now. Right. He plays in the league. Right. Uh, plays for the Cavs. Yeah. He, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, that was my high school teammate, you know, and I always wanted that type of stuff. You know, mm-hmm. like I always wanted I, I dreamt of that kind of stuff, yeah. actually. So. Uh, I started to, you know, I started to really watch Tracy McGrady when I got to like grade 10, grade 11, and I just patented my game after him. Okay. And I just saw myself getting better and better each year. And that's where some of, you know, my, my initial beliefs started to come in myself. So mm-hmm. once I started getting letters from schools and, you know, like I went to a couple, you know, whether it was tournaments down south or camps, you know, like uh, I went to five-star camp. And uh, I actually, you know, I have the biggest trophy in my house. So I won the MVP of that, you know, that whole thing. Okay. So when I was there, um, that's when I started to really say to myself, okay, you know what? I'm going to do this. And uh, I chose to stay in Canada. You know, uh, I went to University of Ottawa. And then that's when the work and development for my basketball journey really started. Those first two years, my my my, soft, my, my freshman year, yeah. my sophomore year. And my sophomore year, yeah. those two years is when I developed my body, developed my game, and I developed my work ethic. You know? And what, what kind of stuff were you doing to develop your body, develop your game, and, and that work ethic? Okay, well, we lost to Western. We lost to Western by 20. So that's how we started the season, and that's mm-hmm. how we ended it at Nationals. Mm-hmm. So, for example, I didn't go home in the summertime. Everyone else went home. All my team went home. Yeah. I stayed. I got with this guy, um, Mr. Uh, Alan Horton. He's mm-hmm. my trainer throughout my entire five years of school. Yeah. And I worked out every single day on my game for an entire summer. Mm-hmm. Didn't do anything else. So you're doing like weights, weights shooting. on the court. I, I probably would have spent about 10 hours a day okay. working out okay. day okay. after day and hour after hour. And it wasn't work for me. Yeah. I loved it because I, I, I thought to myself, okay, this is what pros do. You know, this is what guys that I, I, want to be like dude so i'm going to do it and i'm going to do it even better even harder okay so so all the guys all the guys on your team they go back home they go to back where they're from they're yeah. probably just chilling there's nothing wrong enjoying, with that they're enjoying their summer yeah for sure what was what was driving you making you think like yo i gotta stay and i gotta be putting in 10 hours while everybody else is out there having fun i wanted i wanted people to really take me seriously as a basketball player mm-hmm. i want i wanted I, at the time because i didn't know exactly where you know, all my ability was coming from, which is in here. Mm-hmm. I needed, I needed people to recognize me. Okay. And that was kind of the fuel because I was like, you know what? Like, fuck this. Like y'all, you guys are going to know my name. Mm-hmm. I'm going to, I'm going to dominate, you know, like, you know, uh, in September, you know what I'm saying? When everyone comes back in October, when everyone comes back, you guys are going to, you guys are going to know me. And that, and I use that every single day. You know, I, I missed out, uh, I missed out on, on the rookie of the year, actually. Yeah. So that pissed me off too. Okay. Right. Okay. So, that's, so what, that's what lit the fire. Exactly. So all, all those things just kind of lit the fuel. And and in you know in hindsight, the fact that I was looking like you know like outside of myself or all that type of stuff, I probably shouldn't have done that. But that's what I knew at the time, and I'm glad I did because it you know all that stuff brought me here. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay, so you after that 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 summer of working in there mm-hmm. ten hours every single day, yeah. Did you did you notice a big difference come the following season? Well, the captain of the team, uh, or one of the captain of the team named Dax and Dave Lebenowitz, they said uh, when when Dave Devero, our coach at the time, they said like, "Yo, Warren's the best player on the team right okay. now." 
All that so, work, all that work paid off. And I was just going to my second season, mm-hmm. right? And you know, we had another guy named Josh who, who, like, he was our, like, he was our, like, our best player for sure. It probably wasn't me, yeah. but the, everyone knew I was next <clears throat> mm-hmm. at, after after that summer. So I just I separated myself from all the other rookies on the team. Everyone knew I took this shit serious, and I separated myself. And everyone knew after Josh, it was me. Okay, that's amazing. Yeah. yeah. So things just took off from there. Took yeah. off from there. Okay. Yeah. So now you're probably you getting into later into your university career. And I know in your last year, yo, you were you were killing it, bro. Everybody's yeah. like, yo, this, yo, he's Kobe, man. Yeah. He's Kobe, bro. Yeah. Just give him the ball. He's Kobe. He's getting yeah. buckets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, um, you know, prior to my last year, I had a crazy knee injury, you know, mm-hmm. so uh, and that was the first of many yeah. in my career. So uh, I tore my ACL and again, I had to revamp. I had to change and uh, I was probably a little more selfish yeah. back in my first couple of years. It's all about me at the time. Yeah. And, uh, my fourth and fifth year, especially after that knee injury, you know, our team was solid. So yeah. uh, I had to, you know, humble myself and buy into yeah. that role more. And and it, it was a, it was a good thing. You know? Okay, so, okay, okay. So let's touch on this injury a little bit. So right. you tore your tore your ACL. So can you break that down a little bit for people that don't know? Uh, well, that is the anterior cruciate ligament inside your inside of my right knee. So mm-hmm. that is your stability ligament, basically. You tear that, your knee is pretty pretty wobbly. You can't you can't cut, you can't move, you can't really do anything. Can't do anything. So mm-hmm. how long were you out for? Ten months. Could, ten months. Ten months. Damn. So uh, what were some of the things that you were you were doing or thinking about when it was when it was time to time to work to get back to back to season well at the, when it first happened i didn't want to work i was pissed i was depressed for like two weeks mm-hmm. I, I started watching breaking bad doing a whole bunch of things i'm not going to talk about on camera yeah uh, at the time so for two weeks i was just in my feelings just mad and yeah. angry cussing and all type of stuff but mm-hmm. after that you know i got back with my trainer and started building my body back up yes. and uh it takes a long time but it's worth it you know like in you know like in hindsight like 10 months doesn't seem like anything right now yeah right and i'm going through that process again right now but you know it doesn't seem like it like you know like a long time but as soon as you get through it you know and like that's where the patience comes in you gotta you know like you gotta exercise that in order to get anything or get anywhere so that was a test i passed the test i you know like i wouldn't let an injury defeat me yeah i think a lot of people after it happened thought i'd be done or whatever the case was but i came back and i came back a better player way better teammate mm-hmm. and uh and i'm most proud of that part is the teammate part so mm-hmm. uh, we finished third that year and my last year was when things happened and then as soon as as soon as my last year ended i was blessed with an opportunity to go you know what i mean to go play in the nba so yeah. I mean, things happen full circle. I went from such a shit situation yep. to being one of the only Canadians to ever come out of CIS. You know, I think you started. You started. You paved the way for a lot of people to come out of Canada. I wouldn't. I would never say that. But if you think so, I, I appreciate that. Yeah, I, I think you 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 paved the way because like I see uh, uh, Johnny, one of your one yes, of your right, teammates man. before. That's right. He went and and I'm I saw him like damn, yo, Warren went. Johnny's going right after. And like, Caleb is after. Caleb is on his way now too. So there and I hope there's more and more to come. But that school has produced a lot of good players, mm-hmm. whether they play pro or not. Ottawa U has produced a lot of good players. I know we didn't win, yeah. you know, a national championship, but in terms of you know, good basketball players. You know, Ottawa was winning that. Okay, okay. So you're you you sounds like you've been growing like crazy yeah. throughout your whole journey. So yeah. now let's get into when you start playing pros and you start playing overseas. Overseas, tell us about about some things that were going on over there. 
Well, my first experience, I was in Germany. So I played BBL in Germany, which is, which is the top division there. And um, that was an interesting experience, too. I had to learn a lot. Uh, I probably wasn't ready necessarily to, um, I want to say do what it took every day. Mm-hmm. But that sounds kind of cliche. So I won't yeah. say that. But I, I, what, I, what I will say, though, is um, it's not glamorous. Like, people think playing overseas, it's a grind. Like, yeah. you just have to imagine, like, if this is your job now, right? Yeah, so it becomes a business now. Before, 100%, it was, before when 100%. you were in university, high school, yeah. all that, this is, you were doing what you love to do. Right. And now you're getting paid for it. So it becomes, it like, becomes your job. It has to change a little bit. I have school to kind of, you know, like keep yeah. me kind of distracted. Like if basketball is going shit, that's all good. I, I can, you know, I can still get an A. But just mm-hmm. imagine now you take school out the equation. Someone's yeah. paying you to do this, right? So if you have a shit game, shit week of practice, like just like just think about that. Like, yo, your your whole your whole emotions now, everything about you is tied into this. Yeah. So if I'm not playing well, my I feel like life sucks, mm-hmm. right? And the fact that like, yes, I'm in a foreign country for sure. And it's beautiful that I'm over there and every day it's amazing. But like, it, even if I'm traveling to like, you know I mean? To like another city or another country, I'm only in a hotel and a bus. Yeah. I'm not really getting to explore, you know? So I, I've seen a lot of places for sure in Europe, but yeah. it's a grind over there. So, <clears throat> I would never say it's the best job in the world for sure. I would do it till I until I was forty if mm-hmm. I could, right? But yeah. uh, I just want people to understand that this is not something that's you know glamour. And yes, you know yeah. what? Like, like you know, there is tons of money you can make over there, and it's a great life. Yeah, but it's a grind. Okay, and you and you have to be mentally strong. So that that's something I had to learn, and uh, uh, I want to say um, adapt to. When I was there. Okay, so off topic a little bit, you said like you got to go to so many different places. Mm-hmm. What was your what was your favorite place and why? Favorite city? Favorite city, yeah. My favorite city is Berlin. Berlin? Yeah, Berlin kinda reminds me of Toronto. Yeah. Um I can go through the list then. I can go I have a, I have a, I have a few favorites. Okay, so okay. Tell us. uh the next is Luxembourg. Wow. Luxembourg is it's just beautiful, man. Like yeah. you, you look outside, it's like they there's like it almost looks like there's different levels and you see these bridges connecting mm. everything. It, it doesn't look real. It just looks like some someone made it up in like a Lego or something, okay, you know? Okay, uh, Third favorite would be Amsterdam. Amsterdam? Yeah, yeah. Shout out to the women in Amsterdam. Hey, hey. It's going <laughs> to go on everywhere. Yeah, they got some beautiful women <laughs> in Amsterdam. That country's gorgeous. Not even not even the weed part, not the not the partying part, just just the like just the architecture. I'm a, I'm a huge architecture guy. So, mm-hmm. like, to see the river and the little... The little things like all in the you know like all those little bridges and the cars yeah. parked up on the side of each other it's beautiful yeah man i've been i've been to europe and that's that's one of the things i like the most about europe is the views like yeah, the views I there mean, the views and the food like it can't can't too, beat that too far no, can't be <laughs> too far no you can't beat that man I, I i like the mix of the old and the new and uh if i could travel europe and get paid for it so if there's anyone who wants to employ anybody to travel I'm your guy. Hey, that's that's the guy right there. <laughs> okay, so you played in in Germany. So when you were in Germany, was there a language barrier at all, or or no, they speak my they coach, speak English? They speak, I think they speak more more English there than they do German. Yeah, yeah. France definitely language barrier. They don't want to speak no English over there. No, sir. so how was how was the experience then when you were in France? Um, not the best. <laughs> not the best? No, not the best. No, I I enjoyed it. Uh, but between the other two, between Spain and Germany, I prefer those two way way more. Mm, okay, so then tell us a little bit about Spain. Well, Spain, I was there longer. France was a you know that was a way shorter stint. So Spain was out of all the places, Spain's the best life. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Very cheap. 
um, for food, very good food, uh, beautiful people. Um, no language barrier? I mean, of course, yeah, you know, but at least they, they speak more English there? They try to. Yeah. They try to. That's okay. that's what's most important. They try to. Even if they can't, they do try. Mm -hmm. So I, I enjoyed being there. And honestly, I tried to learn Spanish too. So that's dope. yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, I, and I, I took lessons in German also nice. when I was there. So I, you know, we tried, we tried to learn a little bit of both. Okay. Okay. All right. So I know you're talking about injuries and you said, you yeah. were, how many times were you injured? In my career, I've, I've had four, four different surgeries. Four different surgeries. Okay. Yeah. So let's talk about, let's talk about the injuries. Let's talk yeah. about the surgeries. Yeah. And let's talk about the, the role that you had to take to get back from them. Mm -hmm. Cause I know that, that is like, it's, it's, it's tough, mm -hmm. but it's going to build like so much strength in you. Like, yeah. In you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I did my own collateral. That's in my thumb. I did that when I was in university also. Mm -hmm. Tore both my ACLs and my knees. And I popped my Achilles as a professional also. So I've done, um, the first one was my knee, then the second one was my Achilles, and then this last one was my, my knee when I was in Spain. So which one do you think you, you learned the most from? Learned the most, the first one. The first one? Yeah, yeah. the two, two most frustrating were the Achilles and then this knee. And would you say like you learned the most because of like you became a better teammate from that? Yes, yes, Amazing. yes. I became a way better teammate after that, for sure. So. Um, and then my Achilles, that one kind of made me a little bitter, to be honest, yeah. but, um, I got over that quickly because I, I don't even really remember going through the rehab process anymore. It was so, it wasn't that long, but then this last one with my knee, that one also was pretty devastating. Um, okay. just because of, you know, where I was headed and the path that I thought I was on, but that is life. So, mm -hmm. Okay, so probably the last time I seen you, you were telling me about your concept, your concept of, of A to Z. Yeah. And we've kind of been talking about your, your A to Z. You want to break it down a little bit more for the people and just kind of, kind of walk them, walk them through your A to Z? Okay, well, first of all, no one steal the idea or else I'll know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just joking. No, um, so my A to Z would be when I started which was when I was 13, 14, playing basketball. So that's A, right? And Z would be the epitome of that. So um, right now I'm 28, and I would say then that Z would be, you know, making money, you know, having a nice place, a car, you know, you know family, good, things that everyone kind of wants. But the, the other 24 letters in between that are the, you know, are the four surgeries, Yep. Are the things that you don't see is me battling, you know, my own mind and telling me, you know, I should quit. I should stop. You know, I should, you know, like I should keep going. Me having to go through, you know, all the financial hurdles that because all these injuries cost me money. Mm. So, you know, things that I wanted to do, I couldn't do anymore because I had to, you know, like I had to sacrifice and still have the faith and still have the, you know, you know, the mindset to be like, no, you know, you know, you're not a failure. These things just happen. So. Battling all that, you know, all the insecurity, all, all those things, those are the 24 letters that people don't see. Mm -hmm. And that, that, that would be the, you know, the story. And that's a story that everyone has. Yeah. And I feel like people don't really share that because um, it may be embarrassing or you don't feel comfortable talking about it. But in this, you know, in, in this phone, you know, in this phone and Instagram world, you know, when everything looks happy and pretty and all that shit, yeah. it isn't. Yeah. You, you're going through your shit, and I know you are. You can take all the photos you want. Yeah, I know you. I know everyone's going through some sort of 
not trauma, but yeah. some sort of problem. Or, and I think I think that's what that's what builds you, and that's what makes you the person that you are. That you are, oh, for sure. And I agree with that. And that that's why even things because listen, there's there could be at least four you know A to Z's you know, and they could last at, you know thirteen years or two years, whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But when you start something and you're like, okay, you know, this part of my life is done now. That's a chapter, and there's a lot of shit that you did in between there that brought you to the end point. Mm-hmm. And the goal then is to be like, okay, well, when I started, so when I'm 13, I'm 28 now, I'm a way better person. Hell yeah. <laughs> I'm a way better person. I know so much more. I'm doing more. Uh, I have friends that respect me, and you know, that to me tells me that, look, like I'm on the right path. So now it's time for me to start over mm-hmm. at eight. And go and go through it again. Okay, perfect. So let's bring it. So now you're 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 transitioning, uh-huh. and you you just wrote a book. Yeah, like I don't I didn't even know where it came from. You just showed up here one day. Yeah. And you're like, yo, I got I got my children's yeah. book. I'm like, what? Yeah, you're like Amazon copied. I went and yeah. copped it like right away. Yeah, I read it. It's an incredible book. Everybody needs to get it. Yeah, thank so you. tell us a little bit more about about the book and and what what sparked it. What made you want to be like? Okay, I'm gonna write a children's book. Well, I can't take credit for the original idea to write a children's book. I want to write a book or write a movie mm-hmm. and just get something, you know, you know, that was creative out into the world. Because mm-hmm. I'm a believer that if you're if you're smart enough to be an athlete, I think you're smart enough to do anything that you want to do. And you shouldn't let anyone tell you any differently. So um, what happened was I was like, OK, look, I, I, I believe I am. Uh, a multi-dimensional person and I can do so many different things. So I'm going to start with this. So I brought it to a mentor of mine. I'm like, look, this is my idea. He's like, oh, this is good. You should start with the youth because he he is all into the youth. And I'm like, yeah. that's a good idea because a child's mind is like a sponge. Yeah, I can't tell you the same thing. You know what I mean? I can tell the kid. A kid's looking at me like, you know, you're this big tall guy like you know like they're gonna listen to you exactly they're gonna listen to me if i if i tell an adult the same idea unless it clicks with them they're gonna be like oh okay this is cool some people be like no fuck that you know what i mean it's It's like true it's true you could tell a kid something and they'll they'll remember that for the rest rest of their their life life. like oh i remember that one day warren said this and that's so i've just been living like that my whole life for sure and and i can think of things in my childhood that you know stuck with me you know i mean whether it's my dad who to me, you know, at the time, like, I thought my dad was, you know, like, a hero. I thought this yeah. guy was Batman or something. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. you know, he just at work all day, come home, and the mask comes off, and there's and there's pops. But at the time, like, yo, this guy's my hero, mm-hmm. right? Which he still is. Yeah. So, I didn't, like, I'm not trying to be that for a kid, but instead of doing a basketball camp that, you know, lasts a week long or two weeks long, yeah. if I write something down and they can always go back and reference it, then I'm impacting trying I'm, I'm literally impacting someone's life and if an if an adult could take something from it then a yeah. child can actually absorb it yeah you know and it, it can become part of their dna and i was like okay this is this is cool so uh i wasn't big on you know advertising for it or trying to get people to buy it i was just more so if this is something that i did if you know if you you know like if you know about it i trust you and if you want to share it go ahead and so far, it's had a really good reception. You know, I'm, I'm doing pretty well with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I enjoy the reviews. Like a kid yesterday, you know, this little girl in London, she took the book to school. You know? So I'm, I'm, things like that just make me happy. You know what I mean? You're killing it. Yeah, you're killing it. You're <laughs> things killing like it. that make me really happy. Okay, so, so yo, you've created a 
crazy amount of success in your life like I told you in the beginning, like me, all, you know, every single one of my friends wanted to be <laughs> yeah. a professional basketball player. I'm sure yeah. like all your friends wanted to also. Yeah. But so what do you think are some really like key habits that were important for you in helping you become a professional basketball player? Well, what book did I give you the other day? The Power of Self-Discipline. Bang. That shit is fire. <laughs> pure fire. I recommend it to everybody. It's the best book uh, I read in uh, in 2018. Oh, man. The Power of Self-Discipline. No excuses. None. I don't remember who it's by. You know who it's by? Uh, I, you know what? I, I don't remember either. I just know the name. Ryan Tracy. Perfect. Ryan Tracy. Ryan okay. Tracy, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you know what? We should know that. But, uh... <laughs> Um, I think I've always had discipline enough to do what it takes for me to be a good basketball player. Cause I'm not the most talented, not the most athletic, mm-hmm. but I did have the discipline to be like, okay, I'm going to go to the gym and I'm, I won't look anyone who knows me knows I love to party. I love to have my fun, mm-hmm. but it never interfered with what I did. So I could party on a Friday, but I'll be in the gym for Saturday, Sunday, all day long. Now yeah. it's, is it the best habit to do? No, probably not. But Regardless of that, you're still gonna get that. I'm still gonna. I'm still gonna do what it needs to do. I'm gonna do it more times than I'm having my fun. Because in order to be successful, you got to do what you got to do when you got to do it. Okay, I like that. I like that. That is why I've been able. I think to have some sort of, you know, some sort of success. Now, do I have talent in basketball? For sure, I do. Mm -hmm. But I maximized it by being disciplined in my in my work ethic and the fact that I. I enjoy working, mm-hmm. you know. Okay, so recently you came by here, you got your you got your 21s board, you got your high yeah. performance matrix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you decided man, to start you. you decided to start meditation. Yeah, I try. Yeah, I the first week you gave it to me though, you know, after I was texting you, didn't do it. Maybe like the week after I didn't do it after Caravana started and I'm so happy I did that. Like mm-hmm. my my mind like I I can actually so when I first started I told you that, yo, I couldn't stop, like I couldn't shut up, yep. like in my mind. My yep. mind is a million miles. Now I'm, I'm, I'm starting to, so when I'm into it, I'm, I'm relaxing, you mm-hmm. know, and I, I can start my day afterwards and I feel just ready. Like it's just weird. It's just ready. So yes. starting with that, now it's, you know, and it's crazy. Like now I wake up in the morning and like I want to go to my little area and do it now. It's like, before it's like okay, I gotta do this and I gotta do it. I gotta do it. now. It's like I'm waking up and I'm like, yo, this, 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 I'm doing this, and this, this is something that mind, body, spirit, everything wants to do. Yes. So I go sit down in my chair, which is over in the corner. I sit in complete darkness, except for yesterday, mm-hmm. and I do, you know, I do my thing. Okay. okay yeah. Amazing. So, all right. So now, after everything that you've been through, everybody's heard this. They're probably like, yo, this this guy, he's he's killing it. So what's one tip that you would give someone to help improve their life? If you could just give one tip, what would it be? Don't make excuses. Don't make excuses. For, for, for anything that you know deep down that you have control over. Mm-hmm. So like people always say, you know, I can't stop eating such and such. You have control over what to eat. Yep. You just made a choice that you don't want to do. It's not yep. important enough for you. Yeah. Right? Uh, on a positive note, I would say... Um, practice adaptation because that's real strength. And I'm a believer in that. The person that can adapt the most is really the strongest. Mm -hmm. It's not the person that can lift the most weight. It's not the person that has the most perfect life because nobody's life is perfect. So if you can adapt to whatever comes your way, you'll be good. 
Amazing, amazing, amazing. Okay, it was great having you yeah. on the show. Thank you. So let's first tell the people uh, where can they find you on on Instagram? Yeah, Instagram. Uh, I don't even remember my Instagram. Warren Ward ten. Yeah, Warren Ward ten. Can you spell that? W a r r e n w a r d one zero. You can find me there, and then it's Warren's underscore World ten on Twitter. Uh, I tweet quite a bit, so if you want to follow me there, please do. Um, the book, my uh, my youth book. If you have any nephews, or for yourself, because there's something in there for everybody. Uh, it's called The Quest of Clyde McCall. It's on Amazon. It's on Chapters. It's on uh, Indigo. If that's a separate one, uh, basically you can Google it. You can type it anywhere, and it should be available to you. So if you want to support that, you can. Um, there will be more on the way. More content coming. Okay, The Quest of Clyde McCall. Go yes, get sir. the book. Read yes, the book. It's a good book. Um, but other than that, man, this is the Continual Growth Podcast, and all we want to do here is we want to help people grow. Yes, sir. So, for those of you that are listening, if you got something out of this episode, tell a friend, send it to a friend, subscribe, because the whole point is for us to grow, help others grow. We're all growing together, and that's how we're going to start to kill every day and own our fucking lives. Uh-huh. Bless up!